Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a milli every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. I got a special guest on my show, so take some notes. This man is a rapper, producer, an author, amongst other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Fred Droz Star. What's good? What's good? Like this good. Can't complain, King. Yeah, yeah, Thank you yeah. for doing this today, man. You know what I'm saying? I know we, we briefly spoke on Instagram, and uh, I just want to thank you for coming through, you know what, what I'm saying? What made you highlight me on the gram? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, people get messages all the time in, in a DM, you know, about business and this and that. So what made you just say, yo, let me highlight you? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be real with you, brother. I listen to two of your main records every single day when I'm in the gym. And that's <laughs> Throw Your Guns in the Air. Great record. And Shut Them Down. Great record. And it's typically when I'm about to lift that 350 pound chest, yeah, yeah, chest yeah. press. That's that's so it. I'm like, throw your guns in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm throw your guns in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? These are the guns right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so yeah. then I'm like, yo, let me, let me, let me see. Because typically I, I'm all about manifestation. So I speak into existence and I go get it. And I was right. like, you know what? Right. I'm going to get these guys on the show. I reached out to you, reached out to Sticky. You responded first and, you know, you did. I don't think Sticky even fuck with the eye. He don't fuck with Instagram. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's all good, you know, you know what I mean? what I'm saying? He ain't into all of that. He's anti-social media, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, you know what I'm saying, reach back to certain people. Mm -hmm. So, when, when you reached out to me, mm -hmm. I did my homework, you know what I'm saying? I clicked on the link and was like, okay, this young brother got something going on. Thank you. It sounds positive. Mm -hmm. Positive energy, positive results, like my man, Mr. Pepper, say. That's a big fact. Exactly, man. Yeah. And like I told you before, this show is more about, it's for the future generation. It's about getting insider information for those looking to be in your position. So mm -hmm. the generation coming after you who want to be rappers, producers, actors, and all that good stuff, you know, I want you to kind of drop some jewels for mm -hmm. them so they could kind of... Take take the gems of your journey, you know, so they could kind of not go through the the errors that you um, have went through and stuff like that, you right, know, and right, they can right. have that straight and narrow path. Well, they got to go through it, man. Anybody who do anything in life got to go through it and learn from your own mistakes mm. before we even start, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that has to happen, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got to learn for yourself and shit, so. Well, yeah. even, not necessarily to miss the steps, but more so to be aware of what may come Yeah, yeah, in yeah, that, in yeah, that yeah, regard. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I kind of want to start, because we all know your history, so I kind of want to start from where you kind of got the entrepreneurial mindset throughout your career on, yo, I need to diversify my attention, you know, because you was like in over 55 films, you know what I'm saying, including television as well. You know, you've done the producing and you're also actor, but you started with rap. So at what point throughout the rap career did you decide, yo, I need to do other things to maintain for the future? Okay, well, for people who... Don't know, you know what I'm saying? Because okay. I don't think everybody does know, but for people who If you don't, don't know, you should. God well, you know, um, <laughs> coming from Southside, Jamaica, Queens, mm -hmm. originally born in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. coming to Queens in the 80s, man, you know what I'm saying? You seeing people on the streets making money and mm -hmm. not working a nine to five somehow, you know what I'm saying? Hustlers. You know, we, we lived in a crack era, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Queens was the crack era. That, that was, you know, Supreme Team and all them dudes, you know what I'm saying, growing up in Southside, you seen firsthand these guys with the nice jewelry, nice cars, dress nice, they look successful, you know what I'm saying? So I had to figure my way out 
of the hood. How do I survive in the hood? You know what I'm saying? That was the first step. So, you know, I tried to do selling crack. I tried to do this and that. It didn't work for me. So I found something else that could keep me alive in the hood, which mm. was cutting hair. Mm. I started cutting hair. That's crazy. And when I, I started hair too. Yeah, when I started cutting hair, I started with my man Big DS, God bless the dead. You know mm. what I'm saying? When I started with him, you know, um, the whole De La Soul shit was going on, Tribe Called Quest was going on. So the hair thing was kind of crazy. All the designs. It was that time of it was that time of, you know what I'm saying? The culture was hot on designs. Yeah, that's your man DS that you shouted out on that record. Big like, DS, we got your bed. We Big got your DS, bed. Yeah, he was he was on the first album and um he passed away from cancer. Sorry, you about know what I'm that. saying? Mm. One of the original members of Onyx. So I, I started on cutting his hair. Mm. But I took that passion into a survival mode mm. because then I found my way working in the barbershop. I worked right in the barbershop where Ed Burns got killed, the uh, cop from Queens. Mm -hmm. um, since cop got killed in Queens, it's a big story. And this is why they call it Cop Killer Queens and mm -hmm. all that. I worked in the barbershop like right up the street on Lakewood and Inwood. Mm. I was 16, 17 years old. Um, not even supposed to be working, but yeah. dropped out of high school because mm. I was like, yo, if I can make $200, $300 a day cutting hair and I'm going to school, how much could I make if I don't go to school? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I quit school. I was gene, I was, I was killing them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was cutting all the drug dealers here in Southside. So all the drug dealers would give me their money. I got to um conversate with all of the drug dealers, professional people, um, people from everywhere. We had people from the Bronx coming in, people from Brooklyn. So I got to kind of like, you know, um how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? The mm. barbershop taught me how to communicate with all types of different people. Because mm. all types of different people was coming in my chair. Right. And you have to know how to conversate to get that tip and, you know, Absolutely. to get them to come back. You got your conversation gotta be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something okay. Like customer let's satisfaction. Exactly. So that right there prepared me to do the movies, mm. to uh be in the industry, the music industry. That prepared me to talk to the the higher ups, the people that you know what I'm saying. So again, you you gain those communication skills throughout that exactly. path. Communication skills, mm. right? And that's basically the number one thing you need in the industry is to communicate. Right. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I, nah, I agree, and I noticed that too because yo, for a long time I was like, yo, I need to move to Cali. I know if I move to Cali, my shit gonna pop. But you know, God wasn't bringing that to fruition at the time. You know right. what I'm saying? But right. even though during that time. I started, I got into sales, you know, I did a sales career for 10 years. Mm. And that is what helped me get my communication skills, my people skills, right. my networking ability that I was going to need right. when I came out here. If I would have came out here before that, I would have ended up right back home. Right. So I feel like, you know, yeah, that that dream lives in our heart, but it's his plan. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't have the barbershop, who knows what deals you possibly couldn't have closed if you didn't have those skills right. that you got. Right. You know, so. and then um, you know, we met Jam Master J. Mm -hmm. Um, God bless the dead. You know, Jam Master J was the DJ for Run DMC. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying who's in the Rap Hall of Fame and yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all that. Oh, Run DMC, feet, they started hip hop. Mm -hmm. So once we got down with Jay, Jam Master J, we was on his label. We did the first Onyx album, Back the Fuck Up, mm -hmm. on Jay's label. Yeah, he, he I bought it. He executive produced it, Throw Your Guns, and yeah, all of that yeah. shit was on there. I actually stole it that first time. <laughs> well, yo, you stole it. That's when heavy bootlegging was going on. Yeah. Back in the days, they had actual CDs and, and tape cassettes, so it wasn't like no streaming, so it was easy to bootleg shit. So, yeah, facts. You know, we was fighting the African niggas on Canal Street and all that that's shit. That's crazy. <laughs> that's my music. You tell about yeah, music. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we did all of that shit, you know what I'm saying? But, um, 
um, we actually that actually really happened. We got arrested for that shit. Ah, you know what man. I'm saying? Us and the African nigga was in jail. Damn. <laughs> That's funny. We talk. We talking now street up. But uh, um, you know, getting with Jay, that once we got in the, the the building with Russell Russell Simmons, the OG, that was it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because once we got in the building with Russell. He got us in the movie business. Mm. And once he got us in the movie business, off one, you know, we had an audition with Forrest Whitaker for That's a movie strap. called Strap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Russell was the guy who was saying, yo, my man got this movie. And um, I think you guys should go in there. You know what I'm saying? We was up in there, Q-Tip, a couple of other, you know, rappers was in there. You mm. know what I'm saying? We walked in there like, you know, this is before we even came out. Ah. We just had the deal. We just got signed. So we didn't have no type of success yet. We didn't know what was going to happen. We just knew that we was on Dev Jam. And um, we was going to an audition. And right there, that was the start of it. Once I got the um, strap roll, Forrest Whitaker gave me a shot. And once we got that shot, Sticky came right behind me. Mm. Like, fuck that, my nigga's in the door. I'm coming in the door too. Yeah. Then once we both got in the door, then we both did a movie called Clockers together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was kind of crazy doing a movie with your cousin, the nigga that you grew up with. Yeah. The nigga that tried to set you on fire, the bed on fire when you was like nine years old. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Now we doing a movie together. We signed to a a record label together and we getting money. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you know, we 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 we've been getting money since the barbershop. So Mm -hmm. you know, when we met Jay, I think Jay was kind of impressed with us already having ours. When Mm -hmm. I met Jay, I had a brand new Brand new truck, nigga. Jay asked me, yo, you selling drugs? I'm like, nah. He's like, come on, man. You gotta be selling drugs. Yeah. Because the money that I was getting from cutting here, they couldn't believe it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that's how it was, man. When you got all drug dealers who's making a twenty thousand a week on a block, you know what I'm saying? They coming in to get a bar, they coming in the barbershop, they spending a hundred, two hundred, ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, you know what I'm saying, snatching man. At least brother. twice a week. Snatching up shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was working that yeah, shit. Yeah, I was yeah, hustling. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they gotta come to me to look good. Right. You know what I'm saying? To get that shape and get you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So shit, I had them niggas on crack. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man, you know, it started from the bottom and you know. Once we got in the game, then that was it, man. We got in the game, that was it. Yeah, you guys just kind of took off from there, man. I mean, you know, I I enjoyed the journey, man. I mean, I was born in '85, but I, I got wind of you guys like early ni- 1990s, like when okay. Back the Fuck Up came yeah, out. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, when that I got wind of you guys. So you probably was like about you know 12, Something 13, like yeah, 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 adolescent, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, still running around. You right, you right behind us a couple of years. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. No but doubt. nah, it was cool. It was cool to see the the growth of it. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you guys are still out there. Moving and shaking, and you know, diversifying your attention in different markets, which is amazing. Right. And also, not not the reason why I wanted to see how you guys maintain because not only are you are those things, actors, producers, and you know, author, but you're also a husband and a father. Yeah. So I wanted to see, you know, how is that work life balance for you? Like, is it hard? Is it easy? Um, what kind of steps do you take? I to mean, I mean, that? I mean, as far as being a father, I mean, I mean. That's just something that you gotta. Yo, I've been taking care of niggas my whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Grown niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get young babies, like you already been taking care of niggas your whole life. You mm. know what I'm saying? But now it's time to take care of your little niggas. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So, you know, as far as like financially or or that it's always been somebody getting taken care of. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, but that keeps you grounded, you know what I'm saying? Keeps you in a positive, you know, before you would do some stupid shit, mm-hmm. think about them kind of now. It's like, you know what, let me not do this stupid shit. You grow up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You evolve, you know, to a husband, a father, 
and you become more of a man. You know right. what I'm saying? Once you become a man, then you kind you kind of see things different. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, we all go through our crazy, crazy, you know, crazy times in life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And there's a point in time where you actually got to grow up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that time came and you just adjusted with it. As far as the time, we still got to put that, you know, working and still touring and still doing films and producing. We still got to put that work in. And that just gives you the extra energy to go do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, these niggas got to be good. You know what I'm saying? So when they grow up, they ain't got to go through what I had to go through. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's just inspiration for, you know, most people out there. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. No, that's real shit. Real shit. All right, man. So, um. You know, I know, I know. Like for example, some artists that came out in in your area, you know, disappeared. You know, they ain't doing nothing like that right now. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, how is it? How was it possible for you? You know, that because I know you mentioned staying alive is rule number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I know consistency has a lot to play and stuff like that. So just tell me a little bit about that. You know, the moves you made to stand the test of time. Um, like you know, it's all about a team. You know what I mean? And sometimes your your team players change and. You just try to get the right teammates around you, lawyers, mm. you know, um, consultants, good friends. Mm. Put yourself in a circle of friends and company that can um, keep you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? And try to just venture out and do different things. I think there's like there's there's no there's no number of hustles you can do in life. You mm. can do a million hustles. It doesn't matter. Try because now we living in a time where. You can be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't when we came up. You didn't have that. Entrepreneur wasn't even an addiction. No, I mean you didn't have the you didn't have the opportunities that we have now with social media. Mm -hmm. You know, to to conversate with some somebody in Russia or conversate with somebody in England about some business or doing a film or you know doing some music like it, that wasn't part of it. So you had to kind of like grind it out when we came up. But now that it's you know accessible to us. You take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure everybody is definitely taking care of social, you know, social media is part of everybody's everyday life. Mm. So take care of that, you know, take advantage of that. Do you think that that made things easier as far as like, you know, trying to find your way into the industry, utilizing social media as a tool or, <clears throat> you know, the was the uh, original routes more effective? Like, you know, since we didn't have social media, it was more so word of mouth, right. hitting the clubs, you know, grinding the right. actual footwork. Right. Do you think that's more effective or the social media actually helped it? I think, I, think it's, I think it's both. Okay. I think social media lets everybody in. Every, like you said, we used to go, we used to have to go to the club. You had to go to the tunnel, give Funkmaster Flex your record, Stay at the nigga like this with 30 niggas so he could play. You know what I'm saying? You had to put that work in. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it was. You know, you had to, like you said, go in the club. But now, social media is letting everybody in the club. Even the corny niggas is getting in. Back in the days, you used to walk through the club and 50 month, like 50 people on the line trying to get in in the freezing cold. You used to, now everybody gets in. Ain't no more waiting in line. So you got to kind of filter out. Was was whack? Was hot? Was you know what I'm saying? Because mm. everybody's in the club now. Nobody's standing on the line. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's on the guest list, mm. so that kind of fucks it up a little bit. But everybody is in the is in the club, so you got to make sure you can move around and do your one two. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of works. It's it's you know it's tit for tat. Yeah, I, I hear that. I just feel like that if it was uh, for the for the new generation, that if they went through the steps that the older generation went through, they would appreciate. The older generation much more because they, you know it's always a lot of beef with the older generation, newer generation kind of hating on each other some way, shape, yeah, or form. It's always been like that, you know. The new, the new generation always think they know better, and and 
Same way when we came in the game, we was like, yo, this is the new shit. And, you know, I, I always say, like, the whole industry and the, the culture, and it starts from the young age. Like, we set the, the young kids at a young age set the fashion trends, it, the music, mm -hmm. everything. You know what I'm saying? They control, the, the, the future controls the world. That's a fact. And, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. That's why you have kids and your kids become the next generation. generation you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that's just how life goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there is a point in time where you do get old and you get corny. Like your kids will tell you, oh, you old and corny. Yeah. And when they tell you that shit, they ain't lying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Believe it. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah, that's what it is. And shit, you know what I'm saying? But hip hop keeps us in tune. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This one kid was like, I seen this dude the other day. He was like, yo, how long are you going to be doing this? How long are you going to be performing? I'm like, yo. As long as I they just, keep paying me to do I just saw, I just saw Karis One performing and murder shit. Mm -hmm. And he got me by maybe five, ten years. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He ain't stopping. So, right. why, there's no... You know, and then you got to look at it. These rock and roll dudes, man, they, they be performing today 90. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? Still rocking. Bro, Bon this, Jovi's one of the highest oh, paid performers. Exactly. And he's like been doing it for like 40, 50 years. There's no one... This is, this is, our, this is what we do for a living. Mm. Actors, too. Mm. You know, actors grow. You see actors from a kid to a man, to an old man. I was just watching an Irishman. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm like, damn, I remember watching these dudes when they was young. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Good fellas. Scarface mm -hmm. and all that. Now they old men. Mm -hmm. They not even, you know what I'm saying? They old men playing old men roles now. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. still cool mm -hmm. because they elevated with who they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just part of life. You grow when you get old. Yeah, and of course, they, they, they put out great work as well. I think that's a piece of it as well. When you're putting out great work, and it stands the test of time. No matter when you come back out, they always remember this dude is great. I'm looking forward to his next right, project. Right, because you you embrace you embrace your age, embrace mm. your age, and, and move with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and play your part. So you know, do you ever get tired of the industry? Um, nah, because this is all I got. You can't mm. get tired of it. I mean, that's why you got your your home. That's why you could go home. When you get tired of the industry, you go home and you play with your kids and you. Watch TV with your wife, like you said, and all this fly shit. That's that's what you do when you get tired of the industry. You go home. Okay. And home is supposed to be peace. Home is where you relax and chill. You know what I'm saying? You got to worry about nobody knocking on your door, no bullets flying through your door. Like, that should be your home. You know what I'm saying? Right. A place where you can relax and not worry about nothing and cut off the industry. Turn your phone off and just be a person. Mm -hmm. Not be what they think you are. Just be... Who you are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you know, you get tired of the industry, but go home. Take mm -hmm. a vacation. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> and then guess what? The industry ain't going nowhere either. So you can take a vacation and and it's still gonna be here. Right. It ain't going nowhere. Okay. You know what I mean? How, how have you been uh, you know, smart with any investments regarding, you know, outside of music, you know, with the money that you've made throughout the time in music? Well, you know, I made some bad investments and good mm -hmm. investments. You know, bought some good property and some bad property. You know uh, what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm I'm still I, I invest in myself and my brand. Mm. You know, I keep investing in my brand, which is Onyx, and that keeps us moving. You know what I'm saying? So the money that I make from touring or records, I invested back into the product, which is the Onyx brand mm -hmm. with the merch. You know, selling uh merch worldwide, touring worldwide. It just it it kind of like it's an investment. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you can invest in. 
you know, stocks and all of that shit. But that shit is putting money to side to wait till you die. But later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like 10, we did all that. We did all that early. You know, that shit is still sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but yeah, you know, property and, and real estate is the best thing you probably can do. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, you're going to take some bumps and bruises until you learn it. You know what I'm saying? When the whole Vegas shit popped off, I was all in that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then the, the bubble bust and all of that shit. Yeah, I felt all of that shit. Damn. You know what I'm saying? But um, we, you know that's what that's what life is about. When you were so when you dive into the real estate side of investing, are you more trying to uh like do the fix and flips, or are you just buying homes to like to give to your kids later on? Like, what's your your niche? What's your goal when it comes? Well, to when investing? we did it, <laughs> when we when we was doing it, it was you know it was like highway robbery. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, but yeah, in real estate, yeah, that's I'm just trying to buy real estate for my kids to own, you know, so they can have a place when they, you know what I'm saying, when they get older, they ain't gotta worry about that. And you kick them out at 18, they got a spot. No, nah, my <laughs> even my father, you know, my brothers, you know, shout to um Bamboo Star and, and and um, you know what I'm saying, shout shout to my brothers, Courtney and all the and Micah and um and Queens. Mm-hmm. They live in the crib that my father, you know what I'm saying, bought. So mm-hmm. I see what he did. Like he left his kids something. You know what mm. I'm saying? So they chilling. They rocking nice cars. Chilling at the crib. Pops bought the crib. Pops and fishing in Alabama right now. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the pops. You know. But yeah, that's what you do. You buy property for your your, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. End of facts. the day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mom, I hope you got that property ready for your boy because I needs that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they supposed to do. They retire and give it to you. Right. Big facts. Shit. Big facts. So when we gonna see the Onyx biopic? Oh man, we we it's written already. Shout okay. to my shout to my man Taheem. Um, the the uh the, the script is dope. The script is dope. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Is it a movie or a, a series? We, no, it's a movie. Okay, it's a movie, and and it takes you back to the, the original start in the barbershop, like I was saying, and how we met Jam Master J in the traffic jam, and yeah. how Sticky got in the group because he wasn't in the group at first, and you know it takes you all the way until basically. When we won the Soul Train Award, you know what I'm saying. When we won the Soul Train Award, I kind of stopped the movie at that point because it definitely goes longer. Uh-huh. But I wanted to stop it there because that's when Big DS left the group after the first album. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of focus on how we started to how we got Popping. to to winning a Soul Train Award. You know what okay. I'm saying? So yeah, you because you can't make the. I see what they try to like fit too many things in one movie, mm-hmm. and it kind of like. What is it? Kind of like you don't get the full story. Yeah, we, we saw that with the what, what was it? The All eyes on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like think that. because his career is you it's what, too much. Yeah, you he would have to have at least Tupac would have to have at least three movies. You know what I'm saying? Because his life was yeah. that comp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to put his whole career into one movie was just it's just crazy. Right. At least they could have made it three hours. Three hours or or you know part one yeah. then the sequel. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. You know. So, but you know, they could have did the pot before he got shot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. before he got shot the first time. Right. Like up into that. You know what I'm saying? And then it could have went. Set part two is mm-hmm. death row. That's that's a whole nother part of his whole career. You know right. what I'm saying? But yeah, we just focused on this biopic. It's called Slam. Let the boys be boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we just focused on the beginning of Onyx until the end of Back to Fuck Up. Uh, you know, the Back to Fuck Up vibe. But we also got 
the documentary popping. Mm. The documentary is, is 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 getting packaged. It's, 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 it's shot already. It's not shot. We started shooting. It's it's looking <clears> real. <throat> it's looking real crazy. So the documentary is 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 gonna probably come out this year sometime. Okay, yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah. And I see uh, <clears throat> you were talking about uh, doing some things with a podcast off camera. And, you know, I like how you diversifying even more now. So so tell us about this podcast if you care to talk I mean, about look, it. I mean, look at Noriega, my man. Oh, man. That's, my, that, that's my man. Super thug. I mean, you know, <clears throat> he's letting you know. I mean, he, he he's kind of like the original, like, I would say he was the trailblazer kind of mm-hmm. in, in doing podcasts for rap artists. Yeah, Joe Budden as well. Joe, yeah, but this is what it is. This yeah. is everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got a podcast, myself and my, my co-host Johnny Voga. Mm-hmm. It's called Rappers and Ballers. Okay. All I like to do is watch sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Basketball, football. I don't give a fuck if it's knife throwing, curling. I watch all sports, Good golf. Stuff. Nigga, bull ride. I don't give a fuck. Whatever, nigga. I'm yeah. I'm watching all that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's mostly basketball, football, boxing. The shit that the culture fuck with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the three sports that hip hop fuck with. Like I was saying, telling you, like you telling me Dominican. I was like, yo, you like baseball? You was like, nah, but because baseball. The, the culture don't fuck with baseball. Yeah. It, it just, they just don't. Yeah. Dominicans not, do, but not the culture. Dominicans ain't hip hop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> I beg to differ because I got some hip hop nah, in but me. They're not part but of I see the, what you're saying. I see they're not part of the, 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 the fabric of where it was birthed. Yeah. You know, hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop yeah. is football. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, all the quarterbacks, running backs, all the niggas rocking chains, you know, hanging out with the rappers and all that. Mm-hmm. Basketball. Come on, son. That's You know, that's all hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And boxing. You know what I'm saying? Boxing is, look at Dante Wilder and all them niggas. You know, Mike Tyson, that's hip-hop. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are the sports that rappers and ballers, we concentrate on. This is what we talk about. Mm-hmm. And we just talk about topics. It's We don't talk about daily topics. We talk about topics that are just part of... Baseball, like we, you know, we don't talk about what happens now. We talking about what ha- what can happen, like the whole shit, the mm-hmm. whole gist of it, of just sports and right. music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, rappers and ballers, make sure y'all get on the YouTube page. We need more subscribers. We trying to get like this guy. Hey man, you know I'm what here, I'm saying? I'm we, we need our subscribers up. Make sure you tune in. Big facts, big facts. I'm here for the consultation. Don't no worry. Doubt. That's why we here. Yeah. First hour is free. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> it's only gonna take an hour. Nigga. Watch. <laughs> nah, that's that's what's up, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you diversifying, man. I'll definitely show you, you know, how you could get some sponsorship. Cause that's really where the money that sponsorships and ads, and yeah. then of course the streaming stuff. And there's yeah. a, there's actually a a website called Anchor mm. where you can upload the audio versions of your podcast, yeah. and they'll distribute it to Spotify, iTunes, okay, so and all that shit. Need to know. And then you know you can also do a. Uh, Little voice advertising, like they'll send you like opportunities, like yo, talk about this shirt or whatever, and then you know, in like a little thirty second, they'll give you the key points to talk about, and then when you put it on the audio form, they'll place that ad mm. in one of your episodes, mm. and then you get paid off that. Wow. Okay. Yes, <clears throat> we, we definitely gotta, you know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some more tips after after this joint's over. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, that's what it is, man. So when you what music you got? What you uh, got? Man, we just we just put an album out. You know, we we focused our career over into Europe. Mm. Um, you know, we've been stopping in Europe for the last ten years. Is Germany. there a reason for that? Like, um, they just love us over there. Okay, and, and like my man Tata said, go where they show you love. Mm. Um, Onyx has a strong connection with Russia. Mm. Um, when Russia got the independence in early nineties, Onyx came out and they symbolized the mad face on the wall of Russia all over the place mm. as just 
being a symbol of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Russians were fighting against this, you know, the uh the, the the heavy metal guys. And so the hip hop culture came and had a clash with the metal culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um Onyx was the main flag of that mm-hmm. in Russia. So that's why we always go back to Russia. And I guess it's the same in Germany. You know, these countries, Germany, France, London, that's where we've been marketing ourselves. So we mm-hmm. put an album out with these producers from Germany mm. called Snow Grooms. Mm. Um, a lot of people probably in America don't know them, but overseas they're like fucking, you know what I'm saying? They the, they the main producers, you know, mm. shout to DJ Legal and them dudes. But um, we put an album out with them called Wake the Fuck Up, 2016. Mm-hmm. Shit did real well, you know what I'm saying? Financially, and mm-hmm. you know, we 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 toured off it. It, it sold. It, and y'all independent at this. We independent. Like, okay. But dropping records with Snow Goons is kind of like dropping records with Def Jam. Okay. Um, it's a built-in. They have their built-in audience, and we got our built-in fan base. So we put our fan bases together, and boom. So we just put another album out called Snow Mads. Okay. You know, my click is called Hundred Mad. And the Snow Goons, we just put an album out, said called it Snowmans, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, we've been touring crazy. We we booking a lot of festivals with this album coming in 2020. So we just put the album out. Yeah, so we working, man, you know what I'm saying? And there's a new Onyx album. We trying to we trying to get it done, me and Sticky, man. Well, you know, it's just a lot of touring. He's doing the film right now and I'm about to start production on the film. So we trying to squeeze this album, this last album in, you know what I'm saying? It might be the last Onyx album. Mm. And just and just get crazy, just just go dark with it, you know what I'm saying? Take it back to the, the beginning, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take it back to the all we got is us vibe, cause I think this next Onyx album, I think we gonna produce it, you know what I'm saying? As far as pick the beats, pick the samples, and um, the same way we did with the, the second album, all we got is us. The so the second album Onyx ever did, we produced it ourselves. We had the, the crazy crib in Jersey, fucking the, the eight plex shit. The shit was crazy. Mm. Had niggas over here doing beats, niggas over here. It was just crazy. It was like a, a it was like a fucking madhouse. And we produced the second album, which is called All We Got Is Us. Mm-hmm. And that album to me was probably the darkest album we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We got we got we did a joint called Last Days, and mm-hmm. that was part of that album. Mm-hmm. Like every album, we got like two or three joints that you like. Okay, so Last Days was the joint for that album. Um, Last Days was an eight mile. They romped off in an eight mile and. You know, actually to this day, like that's the main song that's paying us more than anything. Mm. Last days, people would think slam, but no, last days is crazy because we produced it. Mm. But um, so the second album, I mean this album, the second album we doing with um this next album we coming out, we're gonna produce it. Right. Fuck that. Okay, okay. Fuck that. Okay. So that's crazy because I was <clears throat> I always assumed Slam was the biggest was the biggest joke. Yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. licensed a lot, you know what I mean? Movies. I just got an email today, just got licensed for a new TV show. Like Slam gets licensed about twenty times a year. At what point did you it's know crazy. that Slam was gonna be the one? Or did you you didn't even know? No, we knew it. Okay. Cause it was the, Slam was the you know, it was the last record <clears throat> we recorded for the the album Back the Fuck Up. How was that studio session? Yo, it's like Leo Cohen, um, He's up at YouTube right now. He mm-hmm. was, he was the, uh, he was he was the main guy at Def Jam. It was Russell Simmons and Leo Cohen, but Leo Cohen was the guy. He was, he was the guy in the office with the cigar talking that shit. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? He was. We looking at him like, like we in a fucking mafia movie and shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Tall Jewish, cool gangster motherfucker. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Leo Cohen and shit. Yeah. So. We was coming in, you know, bringing playing an album for Leo and Mike Kaiser, who's, mm-hmm. you know, the president at Atlantic, 
You know what I'm saying? He was doing radio. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> um we, 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 we bought the album in and they was like, yeah, we, this shit is dope, but we need a radio record. So we knew we had to come with a radio record. So we had to go to the drum board. Shy Skills, the producer of the first album with Jam Master J, God bless the dead, mm-hmm. um, gave us the beat. He came with the beat, came, came with that slam beat. When I heard it, I was like, I don't like it. Mm. Jay was like, you don't like it? I was like, nah, it's just too, too happy. Too he was, happy, yeah. He was like, thank you! <laughs> Great! It's too fucking happy. You don't like it? Like it! So, start playing it, playing it. I was like, all right, well, I see where this is going. You know what I'm saying? It's, it definitely is, is more, you know, it's, it's more melodic than what we've been doing. You know what I'm saying? So, we just put a couple of elements together. The whole Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, that mm. whole vibe was... We was watching that vibe on MTV mm-hmm. and you know the Susan Vega record, the, yeah. the, da, 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 all that shit. Was, like that record was a, a white girl singing, but that record was in the hood. Like it, it, it was in the streets. All that shit and tramp. We put all those elements together and we came up with the hook. You know what I'm saying? Unknowingly. No, okay. she didn't have to clear because we it, it it wasn't the same. It was just oh, okay. the vibe of da 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 da. Let the boys be boys. Slam. Oh, okay. da And her shit is. Yeah, it's some da 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta so, clear that. That's kind of we 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 kind of reworked the shit, and that's how Slam came, and you know that's that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Cause I remember when it, when it hit, and I was like, "Yo, what are you doing? This yeah, is crazy." It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Almost, I fucked around. Almost got you know. Then you gotta look at niggas like Naughty by Nature and mm-hmm. you know Hip Hop Array and all of that shit. We was like, we had to compete with those guys and guys effects and you know. But Naughty by Nature kind of gave us that. Yo, we got it. They was doing big chorus records. Yeah. So we was like, yo, we got to do big chorus records. Like they gave us that blueprint. You know what I'm saying? We and you know, Lisa the New School gave us the you know the ad libs. We took that from them, kind of like you know, just the energy and you know, Daz Effects was coming out the sewer, so we had to come with some different shit. Like in that time, you wanted to be nothing like the next guy that came out. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be better and different. Right now, it's like I want to be just like this guy. Like now, everybody is sounding the same. When we came out, everybody wanted to be different. Mm. That that's crazy. Like. These motherfuckers sound like this. All right, we might take a little bit from that, but we gonna sound different. We gonna, you know, what I'm saying that's how it was, man. Everybody was. That's why in the ninety the '90s music is the best time in hip hop to me mm-hmm. because every it was so many different varieties of different shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So with that being said, you saying that everybody's following a trend and they're trying to focus on a specific sound to get popular or whatever. Yeah, you know, and also you not knowing that you know the big hook chorus records work. So what's your plan? Because you just mentioned with this new album, you know, you say you're gonna keep it dark. Yeah. But what's your plan to for the single for that one that's gonna stand out? You like know what? Onyx. We not we not even, like slam. We, we not even gonna look for no radio single. We just gonna rock. Okay. We we, we know we don't care about radio. Right at this point, we don't care about radio. We yeah. they're not playing Onyx on the radio all day. They playing some young kids, 16, 17. We know that. Mm. So we're not gonna focus on that. We just wanna focus on making uh, underground hip, most likely. Like. Last Days was an underground hit. When Last Days was coming on the radio, it was I, I hated it. They was reversing shit, taking shit out. It was the worst shit ever. But every time I heard that record on the radio, I wanted I was, it was it was cringeworthy. Like it was just like Ugh. they just chopped it up because it was so 
you know, so raw. it was raw. So you know what? We don't, nah. This album, like, we want to keep it dark. Don't worry about the radio and just come with some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Worry about lyrics. Don't worry about fucking just hard beats. Mm. Ill samples, ill loops, and the ill, the Ill vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's what we want to do for the next Onyx album. Mm. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Well, I'm excited to see it. I'm more yeah. excited to see that biopic, man. I can't wait to so that comes out. Yeah, I'm going to see who's going to play me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> see who's going to play me in the movie. That's what's up, man. But, you know, yeah, definitely, man. If, you need, if you need help producing it, I definitely love to help you, and we could talk a little bit more about yeah, that sure, off camera. Sure. But um, but yeah, man, no, like I said, it was I'm excited. I'm glad I got to sit down with you and you share this information to my yeah, audience. Sleep is for billionaires, right? This is what it is, man. All day, every day, man. I still got these Louis bags under my eyes. Me too. Just I don't that. sleep. I get up at five in the morning, <laughs> in the gym at six. You know, and shit, I'm come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm close to the five o, man. I'm I'm close to you know what I'm saying? Like, but. You gotta stay young at heart, man, and mm-hmm. and sleep is for billionaire. We ain't got no time to sleep. You think Puffy sleeping? You think Diddy sleeping? That nigga sleep on the jet. Right. That's the only time he sleep, nigga. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't no sleeping, man. Fuck that. And if you sleeping, make sure your money's up working for hey, you. Hey, you can't even sleep if you're a billionaire. Right. Because then all your money gonna be gone. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's more work. Well, more work. Right. Ain't more money, more pot. More money, more work. Word. That's exactly. what it is, man. Well, let the people know where they could follow you, where they could buy the album. When's the next tour date coming to LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No that. doubt, man. Um, the website is Onyx. HQ Onyx headquarters onyxhq.com all the tour dates merch everything we doing is basically on there you know what I'm saying um you know everybody on the IG um Fredro underscore star you know what I'm saying on IG and Facebook whatever man catch me in traffic Twitter no I don't fuck with that really no more mm-hmm. you know social media is this I wanna I wanna just fuck with the YouTube man okay. so make sure you subscribe to us rappers and ballers on YouTube subscribe to the channel mm-hmm. We're going to be putting out a lot of content. It's mm-hmm. just starting right now, but we're going to have a lot of great conversations about sports and hip-hop. So holla at us, man. You know what I'm saying? Catch us on tour, too. There it is, man. Brat. Sleep is for billionaires. The podcast, once again, I'm your host, Johnny Vegas. My man, Fredro Starr. Thank you for coming through, King. You already know, King. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching and subscribe to both our channels because we need all the damn subscribers we can get. Guys. Word, word, word. <laughs> Tune in. Holla. Holla.